0: Yeah, Mary's an angel. She comes every weekend, either on Saturdays or Sundays. Yes,
1: an angel she is. Um, tell me about your neighborhood.
0: You mean when I was growing up? When you were growing up? Well, it was just nice family, family people, mm-hmm. and come and go. They, they.
1: This is Selena. We're on ten.
0: Uh, in fact, thirty
1: twelve, Selena.
0: Yes, and. Uh, they, we were in a neighborhood they called Scrubby Dutch. Scrubby Dutch. On Saturdays they scrubbed the front steps and the windows were always sparkling and the curtains were always crisp. And then you went to Soulard Market, you carry your basket or you had a little wagon and you go down there and buy your your uh, produce. And then there was Farnes Bakery where we could go and get the best rye bread and we could get some... Second day bread, you know, and it was just as good as the first day. And uh, uh, my mother, they canned their vegetables. You couldn't buy fresh vegetables all year long like you do now. My mother made pickles and sauerkraut and, and, uh, and uh, herring and pig's feet, pickled pig's feet, all that stuff. And you put it in your, your fruit cellar. And uh, this one place we lived,
1: the th- fruit cellar. So you had that was a
0: separate cellar from the regular basement, basement. where See, you had a basement where you washed, and when you washed, you heated your hot water on a, a little uh, gas plate or else on a stove, and then you boiled your clothes. Mm-hmm. You boiled your white clothes. You washed them and then you boiled them and then you put them back in the water and rinsed them, and. Uh, uh, you you starched the ends of the pillowcases and you starched parts of your petticoats and the uh, uh the ruffles on your pants <laughs> and uh,
1: homemaking was a full-time job
0: yes and the, the everything had to be ironed you know and um, you didn't sleep on anything that didn't was an iron sheets had to be pressed and ironed and and not only was my mother all around good housekeeper, she was a very fine cook, not fancy but real cook, and uh, she taught me all the time. I learned to cook from a little one on up, and learned to bake, and uh, she. Um, uh, then I I, washed, I I washed on a. See, we li- when Vic and I got married, I lived on 1104 uh, 10- 11-0- Victor Street.
1: Victor Street? Yeah,
0: 1104. I was thinking about 1016, 1104 Victor. And uh, we were lucky to get those rooms. Uh, uh, the landlady had already rented them to somebody else, but uh, she knew my mother worked for the bakery, and she knew what kind of people we were and so she left us having, and This we is
1: when you and Victor were married. The what? When you and Victor were married? Yeah. You lived on Victor Street. Yeah,
0: four Victor. And then we rented three rooms with kitchen sink, as I always say, and outside plumbing. Uh, $17 a month. Oh, my. And see, Victor earned $30 a week. And uh, in fact, he earned twenty-eight until we got married, and the boss gave him a two-dollar raise. And uh, uh, we, uh, and then they they put in a they finally put in electric. We had gas lights, and then they raised us to twenty dollars a month, and uh, we had. uh, We had a stove in the kitchen and I had a nice stove in the living room and you could heat the bedroom, you know. And of course Vic and I had gone together almost a year and a half and we paid cash for everything we bought in our home. We didn't owe a cent and we had a couple hundred dollars left and so we took a trip Okay. he had some friends in Cincinnati, and we went up there
1: okay we're gonna we're gonna stop <laughs> and go back because <laughs> uh, we were talking about the neighborhood and we got on from one thing well, to the other we, so we, you so you had soulard and you had the bakery uh, yeah
0: foreign's bakery and we ha- we had a lot of bake shops and we had butcher shops divas butcher shop was one divas divas yes they were very well known for their. Good meat and and things like that, and you'd walk there and um well, and you had Kring's drug store, and you had everything handy, and you could get your library books at Krings drug store. you didn't have to go up to Lafayette and Jefferson to get your books and um
1: well then it was in a fairly good size. A
0: drug store? No, it was just an ordinary everyday drugstore. It would be considered small by the drugstores today, you know.
1: Was there a fountain or anything in it?
0: No, they didn't have a fountain in it, and and then we had Jallus Bakery. They were very well known. Jollis is, in fact, they're pretty well known around. I think the one Jollis is now president in the gas company, and. Um, a summer's tavern, and he used to put out good sandwiches and things like that. to go, and then uh, people would would go uh, down Sydney Street to what they called the Davis Street Ferry, and they'd take a fishing pole and a and a sack, and they'd fish down there, or they'd get, take a sack and catch crawfish, and cook the crawfish, you know, and, and We'd sit out, they'd sit out in the yards on a Saturday night and eat and sing and uh, my mother's brothers uh, had a, a kind of a string band and uh, they used to come and uh, they'd dance on, on the bricks and uh, people were sociable, they knew each other. You knew your next door neighbor and you knew your neighbor four blocks away. And if you needed help or you needed anything, they were always there. So. And if you didn't, they didn't see you for a day, they want to know what happened to you. And you know when somebody had a baby, and you knew when the, the little girl had diphtheria or measles or
1: sounds like a, a small town.
0: Yes, it was. Now I am living here since nineteen twenty nine. I don't. I know the people on each side of me. I don't know the people on the corner, and I don't know any of the people down the block. I know folks over here because they live here a long time, but you don't. I wouldn't know them if I'd see them on the street. So you don't just don't see people. They were sociable, and uh, you know when somebody had a birthday. And at the time, I lived there. Uh, two little, one of the cousins that they were about third cousins of Vic their little girl died with diphtheria and the summer's little girl died with diphtheria and I was Paul for both of them oh. and um, and and that was a catastrophe you know when you knew those little little children mm-hmm. little girls well they were just about kindergarten age or a little younger and um, I remember my mother had to make me a white dress in a hurry, so I would have a white dress. And uh, I can remember the caskets. It's gruesome to talk about, but they were sealed. You know, they had glass that you covering their faces and that, that there would be no germs. And you had a placard on your door if you had measles or anything. There was a placard on the door. Quarantined, measles or quarantined diphtheria. You know, if you had the doctor. And you couldn't take the child out until that placard was taken off of the door. We didn't get shots. There was no such thing as diphtheria shots or, or anything. And, but I can remember <laughs> I had chickenpox. chicken pox, I had chicken pox uh, 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 sign on, and measles sign both on my door. And then my uncle had typhoid fever and he was staying with my mother. We had typhoid fever uh-huh. later on, but uh, talking about chickenpox, this is off the record. But uh, tell
1: me about uh, tell me about the church.
0: The what? Church. I went to Crown Lady Evangelical Church, a Sunday school, and I taught Sunday school, and then of course I and I sang in the junior choir, and then I got to going out, and I forgot about the choir. I never I don't have I had a Fairly good alto voice. My voice has changed since I had a throat, sur- had throat surgery. And uh, uh, but I went to church and we were married there in the minister's parlor. And uh, we had our our.
1: Well, wait. Did as growing up, your church was in your neighborhood?
0: Yeah, on Twelfth and Victor. Twelfth
1: Victor. It's Dittu. still there. And and. Did did people in the neighborhood belong to that church, or did they? Everybody belong to well, they
0: belonged churches? to different churches. We had a we had a, a Methodist church up on twelfth and Sydney, and we had Saint Agnes Church. It was a Catholic church on Sydney and on Sydney. I guess that was about Missouri, and then we had Saint Agatha Church on 9th and. Ninth uh, and Lynch, we had churches all around, and uh, uh,
1: how, how your whole family had uh, your grandparents were they part of this Carondelet uh, Evangel? They what? Event, were your grandparents, your grandmother that lived next door to you, with your brother? No. Did they go to that church? No,
0: they didn't go to church. My brother didn't. They never. They never seemed to go to church. And I, In fact, my brother uh, turned Catholic when he got married. He married a Catholic girl and he, you know, decided to be a Catholic. And uh, uh, we went to, uh, and our. Arch-
1: but who started going to that Carondelet evangelical? From
0: a little girl.
1: But your parents were both from they that were, church? My
0: mother would go with me. My uh-huh. dad didn't, he didn't bother about church. He'd go on special occasions, you know.
1: Like
0: Christmas, yes, and Easter, Easter. and yeah, mm-hmm. I, but he never took communion or anything. And see, I was confirmed in German, and uh, I, my great grandparents, my grand great grandfather said, "Edna, I wish you, I, I would like to see one of my grandchildren confirmed in German, and I spoke fluent German, and I, I, I in fact, I taught the." Beginners German at the uh, Ebenezer uh, uh, Church of Christ. And uh, I said, all right, Grandpa, I'll try it and I was confirmed in German. He said, if you get confirmed in German, I'll give you a five dollar gold piece. And I got the five dollar gold piece to this day. Oh, do you. Uh, It should have been in the bank. Look at the interest it would have drawn. And um, I was confirmed. Where did you keep it? Uh It's a a safe deposit box. and uh, everything I own that's worth anything is in the safe deposit box, and uh, with the exception of my garnets, my garnets are here. I should really put them in the as my birthstone. But
1: but but when your grandpa gave it to you, where did you keep it?
0: He gave it to me. Yes,
1: and then did you keep it in a drawer or special? Oh, I place? kept it in
0: the house. My mother, you know, put it with some of our other collectibles as you call it. I've got a, a dollar gold piece of hers that she got from her she got from her doctor when she was born. And uh, from my doctor, when I was born, uh, my mother, they were arguing what were they going to name me? He was waiting for my name. And my mother wanted Margretta, which was her mother's name and my father wanted Dorothea, which was his mother's name. And neither grandmother wanted me named that because they said, my one grandma said, if they'll call her Maggie, and I don't like that. My my grandmother was Dorothea, she said they'll call her Dora, that's what they call me and I don't like it. And Dr. Verster, he was a he used to come you know, a regular family doctor. I never did meet him or know him. And he he said to my mother, You know, Miss Egaman, I got something to tell you. He said, You don't want a, a a nickname and he said, Nobody's ever named a little girl after my mother. He said, If you'll name my mother after her you after my mother, I'll bring her for nothing. Oh, and so my mother disgusting. said I didn't cost him anything. And he put a dollar gold piece in my hand. Oh! And then he didn't charge her for the birth, and uh, so she named me. Edna, and of course, oh. my godmother's name was Marie, and he, then Mama named me Edna Marie. That's the reason I signed my name Edna M. I don't use because I thought
1: you were named after your dad. No.
0: After your father. No, Edward. my uh, doctor first named me, oh. and.
1: Um, well, that's a wonderful story! Nobody
0: in the family was named. Uh, Emma, you know, and uh-huh. nobody, and I'm godmother over, over two girls, and they never did get either one of my names. Of course, I named one of them, and I named her after my mother.
1: So, did you like church? Did I what? Did you like church?
0: Oh yes, and then see when was we
1: was it a big part of your life?
0: Yes, but when we moved out here, we got away from church. We didn't we didn't have a car, and going down going down there was too much. And then we finally joined Crown Crown Lady Evangelical Church and we went down there. And then we got a car in 1930 and we went to church quite regularly. Mr. Kuntz was on the board and I was ailing at that time. I had several things went wrong. And they wouldn't let let me off of the committees and they were asking too much of Mr. he He couldn't He couldn't do everything they wanted because he was trying to go to school. And uh, we quit going down there. And then we started again like this one minister, and then we dropped away from church entirely. But
1: the church, so what was the name of the church? That's that's when you were married. What was the name of it when you were a young child?
0: When we were here?
1: When you were a child.
0: Oh, uh, uh, Jesus. Jesus Evangelical.
1: Jesus Evangelical,
0: and, okay. And we were the first, I was in the first graduation class, uh, confirmation class, where the minister allowed the girls and boys to go to the same instructions. The old minister we had was with the church, I don't know how many years, and the boys had separate instructions and the girls had separate instructions. And Re- Reverend Simon was a, also a, a medical doctor. And I think he was sorry to the day he did it because we turned loose. We were we were a mess, and uh, many a time he had to scold us. And finally, uh, when we were graduate, when we were confirmed, he gave us a party, then together. But we were the first, first uh, mixed class, and all the uh, people members of the church didn't like it. But we we and then we had public. Uh, graduation uh, examination in church you had one sunday where we called examination sunday and uh, you had to have two dresses for confirmation one one examination dress and one confirmation dress you didn't have to have but you you wanted it you know and uh, you didn't know what questions he was going to ask either and i was scared to death because it was german and i thought am i going to remember it? but i got through fine and i think there were four of us t- uh, took it in german and there were 17 in the class and uh, then uh,
1: well, what did you do afterwards?
0: Then, then, after, well, after we went to church in the morning, and then when we were confirmed, and then the evening they had church, and then, of course, Reverend Simon had us all for dinner, and then we disbanded. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know the minister's son was in our class, and he was a son of a gun. He was always in the mischief. And uh, then we had Valentine Day, and we had a Valentine party. And I was delegated for one of them to give out the valentines, and I was giving them all out. And there was one big box up there, a beautiful box. And I, I, I wouldn't get it. And finally, they said, "Why well, aren't you going to give that one out?" And I said, "Yes." And it was mine. It was given to me by one of the boys. Uh-huh. And uh, in those days, you sort of, let's say we were we were around thirteen or fourteen. It about that time you were getting, I'd say, boy crazy, and of course Elmer, the uh, uh, Carl Brenner, always sort of p- pal with me, and he had given me that big Valentine, okay. and uh, so uh, all they teased me, and uh, we had the Valentine party, and uh, and Reverend Simon said. I bet you knew that was yours all the while. I said, "Yes, I seen the name on of it, and that's reason I didn't want to give it to myself." Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but he made he made it different in the church. Then he made it more. uh, uh, See, the the other minister was there so long, he just went along with the old rules, and Reverend Simon really livened things up. And uh, last. um, Palm Sunday, they had a reunion of the confirmation classes, and I would have loved to have gone. I would have been the oldest one, and nobody would take me. Oh. And I was afraid to go alone in a cab because I didn't know what time, if the cab would come in time to get me to bring me back home, see. And I so have I called I, the
1: church. I, Somebody from the church would have done that.
0: I, I guess I don't know why why they did it, but of course Mr. Hillgartner wasn't crazy about me going. They're they're sort of careful with me. They don't want me to fall again or to you know hurt myself. And uh, so, uh, it's <laughs> but but the that was was fun. And then of course after a while, why I, I when we came out here, see we lived out here from '29. I think we got our car at the end of 1930, and Mr. Klutz wouldn't have gotten it, but he was in line as an officer in his Masonic lodge, mm-hmm. and it meant right. He was a master, which was a presiding officer in 1931. It was a young master, very young master, and uh, so uh,
1: he bought the car. He
0: went. Wha- he bought the he bought a car. We bought a Chevy, and we didn't buy a bumper on it. My father-in-law was a blacksmith, in fact. You can't tell it the way that hasn't been cleaned for so long. The anirons in there are the last thing my father-in-law forged on the on the blacksmith's anvil for us. He made the made the he's got his name marked on it. I mean his initials on him, and um, that's how come I got black because dad was going to make them for us. Edna, you're
1: 92, uh, and I'm going to be 60, but I'm I think we've had enough today. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you I, seem to be going strong. Yes. But I think I think I'm I'm going to uh, um, say thank you for today, and we will probably
0: call me back sometime and we'll set a date two, and then I'll know when I'll be. Two times at
1: least because we want to talk all about your your life that I sort of kept you from talking about today because yes. I wanted to talk about it early times. I'll know when
0: I'll know when I'm free then. Okay. And, uh, we, uh, then I want
1: to thank you very much yes. for
0: today. But I hope you, I haven't bored you because... You have
1: not. I have enjoyed been, every minute. If I've you gotten, bring it alive, I, I can see you in your home. Well,
0: and I can see I, am, I enjoy life. Even now, I'm I'm at a point where I'm so undecided. Should I stay here or should I go in a retirement home? The retirement home has its... I'm going to shut this off yes. and we
1: talk about it. Edna, I'm going to thank you for the interview and uh, I will pursue the interview with you about uh, Victor at our next visit.